Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer and set of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Uh, we had Pete Holmes on the show when he came to town, I believe. Right when he was doing a stand-up comedy tour after his... He had a late-night talk show after Conan, right, right? Right, yeah. And then after that went off, him he went and did a comedy tour. And uh, I really was unfamiliar with him, but he was a great guest on the show. And I watched Crashing because Artie Lang and Judd Apatow, and I absolutely loved it. I think this is one of the better shows that HBO has uh, come out with comedy-wise. Yeah, it's a good show. Uh, and you know they put it on Sunday. It's going to be a good show. That's the thing. Let's welcome back to the show. This is Artie Lang. Artie, how are you, buddy? Hey, Mike. How you doing, brother? Good, good to talk to you. Uh, I have to tell you, this. The, the, I watched the first episode thinking, oh, I like Artie and I like Judd Apatow. Let me watch it. And I thought the whole goddamn show... I haven't watched the second one yet because the Academy Awards sucked me in last night. But that first episode was fantastic. Oh, thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, you, you know you're big in show business when uh, you're up against the Academy Awards and there's no chance of you being on that. <laughs> well, <laughs> do, you ever yeah. go, do you ever go to any of those award shows? Oh, no. I've never been invited to any of those award shows. I, you know, I've never, <laughs> never been nominated, first of all. Right. Uh, and I almost went as a date for this broad. I used to date a writer, this chick who was a writer, and she got nominated for... Um, some cartoon, some short film cartoon documentary, and uh, she—I was going to be her date, uh -huh. then, uh, but then she said no. <laughs> what? I was technically her boyfriend at the time, and she said, "Do you mind if I take somebody else?" Because uh, I don't know, I, I just got caught. I don't know, saying the N word at a diner. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what is your uh, What is your status now? You a single guy? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Right now, I'm single, ladies. <laughs> Old Tampa. Yeah, but you, uh, no, I, yeah, I, uh, I am single. Uh, Artie knows better than anybody. You can be as long as you are a funny guy. You can be a fat Italian guy and get yeah. laid. It doesn't. It, <laughs> yeah, and, and Artie has gotten. I, I have met Artie's girlfriends before. Artie's yeah, last yeah. girlfriend was smart. I mean, she was a little crazy, but she was smoking hot. Yeah, yeah, they're all nuts. But I, I got to tell you, no, you're right. I have done well above my register, whatever yeah. you want to call it, um, because you're in comedy and you got to have just a little bit of a rap. You know, if you, again, if you kill in front of an audience, Seinfeld did a whole episode about it. If you kill in front of an audience, for, you know, for that for that 15 minutes at a club in New York, you look like John Stamos, you know? <laughs> uh, <laughs> that is true. The war, if you bomb it's the war, you look like John Candy. I happened to be in the city uh, not too long ago. I was with Bobby Kelly, who does the best Artie Lang impression ever. Very good. And he's one of these, Bobby is such a funny guy, man. We were just, we were just hanging out, and uh, we got into a cab, and we drove by, and boom, there was Apatow on some sort of structure, and they were filming right outside of the uh, of the comedy cellar. Which I, I don't know if you were there that day. I, I I love him because I think this is forty. The Apatow movie is one of the best, most complete movies uh, in my generation. I think the guy captured that forty-something married lifestyle better than anything I've ever seen before. And on oh. top of all the other stuff, so I was very excited to see a project. With him and you, how do you two to get together? Does he come to you and say, "Hey, I'm doing working on this show"? 
Well, it's it's funny. You know, he. Uh, I had a funny joke when I got to know him a little bit. You know, Amy Schumer uh, was someone who uh, I worked with on the road. He, she opened up for me and David Tell and Jimmy Norton a couple of times. Yeah. Uh, like, I remember she opened up for us in Minneapolis, and we you know, looked the other way, and she just phoenixed by us. <laughs> but because Judd Apatow recognized, you know, something in her, and it's a Judd had not met her before, and he heard her telling a story about her life on the Howard Stern show when he was in traffic in L.A., and he thought that'd be a funny thing for a movie, so he called her. And when I got to know Jen, I said, well, were you not in traffic uh, the eight and a half years I was there? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, geez, was there no traffic on the 405? For a day, for crying out loud. And, uh, you know, he laughed. But um, she's getting in a $50 million old Navy girl. Eight bucks an hour on the HBO show. Uh, but she, she, you know, so I... I uh, I didn't know Judd, um, but, uh, you know, obviously I, I knew Amy and she met Judd and when they were shooting Trainwreck in New York, he was in uh, the Comedy Cellar every night because he was getting back into stand-up and I was working on a new special, so I happened to be there every night and we spoke a little bit. The first interaction I had with him, Andy Dick, who's uh, a Judd Apatow guy, and, right. you know, look, I had a couple of nights, uh, coke-filled nights with Andy in the 90s. <laughs> and, uh, I mean, listen, he, you know, he's lucky he made it into news radio those days. Uh, and uh, he... Uh, he was very, very, very fun to hang with, but, you know, we were both a mess together. About four years ago, after I stabbed myself and got out of rehab and stuff, he, he, uh, he went to a judge's house in L.A., and Judd tweeted a picture of him, and he looked good, and it was kind of a nice little classy, eloquent caption. He put, my handsome visitor underneath Andy's <laughs> One of my crazy followers tweeted, hey, Audie, look over Andy's shoulder. He's in Judd Apatow's library. He had my book. Oh, wow. Book, ah. the Fish. Wow. And uh, I tweeted, Judd, I said, hey, you got good taste in, in books. And he goes, yeah, I guess you got to write some more so I could fill up my my bookshelf, some stupid uh, reaction like that. And then he, he thought this character of a slob comic who has to tell his kid, you know, you, you might not want to do this, would be good because of the stories in my book. So with the audition, he said, just forget the script and tell stories from your book. And obviously, my God, that, if I lose that audition, I'm really in it. <laughs> uh, and it helped me, and uh, that's, that's how we first uh, interacted in the cellar, and then at the audition, he knew the story. So That's, uh, that's pretty good. That I Too Fat to Fish, I read rather quickly, which I can't say for many books. And, <laughs> and But the good thing is, is that it's, the stories in there they flow so well. You want to read it, and you hear it right. in Artie's voice when right. he's when he's when he's talking. So uh, I really enjoyed it, and that makes a lot that makes a lot of sense. It's funny, yeah. Artie. I want to give you a compliment, and I I have a question for you because you do such a good job on the show playing yourself, yeah. which right. seems like it would be a difficult thing to do. Uh, when you're me, it is, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny, Judd used a lot of stuff I improvised where a lot of the things that I've done in the past, the directors like, can't use it. They're like, oh, it's funny, but we, we can't say that. You're making a toast that is a kid's confirmation, and, you know, you said uh, the N-word. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, he, he, he was very cool about uh, all that stuff, and at one point, uh, the kid, uh, Pete Holmes, says, of course I'm going to be like you. You're already lying, and I say, you said that like I'm Jessica lying. <laughs> <laughs> uh, which is true, you know, it uh, stuff like that uh, w was easy to do because I'm putting myself down, which is essentially what I do. Uh, you know, it's a defense mechanism. I might, yeah. you know, right? I yeah. mean, you know, you, that, that's how you, you're a funny guy, and that's how you get away with stuff in life. That's what I did in the, in the role. Yeah, there's certain people who do that stuff because they're afraid somebody else is going to call you fat first, so you say you're fat. <laughs> and then there's some people who are just so comfortable, they're just like, yep, that's me. I'm a dirtbag. What do you want from me? Yeah. <laughs> it's easier than showering. Yeah. <laughs> this is Artie Lang joining us. Artie uh, is... Uh, on 
on this show called Crashing on HBO. It's only the second episode uh, in the season. Pete Holmes, boy, Pete Holmes is a giant, huh? He's a real tall guy. It's funny, you know, I got, I got used to that working with Howard. Yeah, that's the thing about uh, working with Howard. I forget, you forget how tall he was. I was like six foot eight. He's like Kevin McHale or something. <laughs> if, if Kevin McHale cannot play basketball. Uh, but uh, Pete is about, I think he's six six or something. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, we look like, uh, you know, a little taller and fatter Abbott and Costello. But it's a great it's a great picture because Pete, in the, his character, is religious and he's quiet. He's straight up white bread. And there's Artie. <laughs> next to him with his hat backwards and his shirt open and it's uh, great. Well, listen, I mean, it, it, what's what's real about this part is if he he did come to the comedy cellar at that upstairs table uh, in like 2005 and, you know, people were mean to him. I said, did you, I was there all the time back then. Did you meet me? He goes, yeah. I said, what was I like? He goes, you actually held a cab for me. I said, thank uh, God for that. <laughs> what did you had the best line in that? I oh, God, I can't remember what it is now. There was a black guy giving Pete Holmes a hard time. He was depressed about it. You said he looked like a burnt something. Oh, well, uh, Greer, Greer, well, Greer, Greer is a good friend of mine. Greer and I, I have uh, similar issues. We'll put it that way. <laughs> but um, uh, he, uh, Greer is one of the best comedians of all time. Literally, I'm not saying, like, he's one of those guys at the Comedy Cellar who's on the Mount Rushmore of the Comedy Cellar. Wow. But he, uh, you know, he, you know, unless, of course, the season, sorry, comes in. But uh, running his Wembley Stadium set. Uh, so so I, I, I feel comfortable saying this about him because we go back and forth with each other, but he's, he looks a little, uh, his skin's a little dry these days, and uh, I say he looked like a, someone power-washed Don Cheadle. That was- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, which, uh, to me, is a compliment. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, uh, great, but uh, yeah, he's, you know, Greer's great in it, too. It's like all this stuff, and, and Pete's reaction and his facial expressions to all of us, it's what would happen to a guy like that if he sat down in the old days when you were allowed to be yes. mean. Nobody's mean anymore. Uh-huh. You can't be mean at the comedy cellar. <laughs> I mean, he would have been Destroy, yeah. destroy. Uh, so religious, forget it. Uh, myself, Bobby Kelly, Norton, guys, and Greer, Patrice O'Neill. I said, Who was mean to you? And he said, Patrice O'Neill. And I said, Well, you killed him. I <laughs> when I go in there with, uh, if I'm in there with Bobby or any of those guys and they go over, I just walk away. I just know I don't want to be anywhere near that. I know. None of right. them are worried that they're not going to get booked in Tampa. They just they just would tear me apart from the second you're there. Oh, this well, is... it used to be like that. It's not anymore. It's it's even that. The table is how it should be. What the what it used to be should be. What the world is. Everybody's got a sense of humor, but nowadays, forget it. People are so sensitive. Yeah, remember remember when Colin had uh, that show on on NBC yeah, for like three crowd. weeks? Yeah, but it was like before Tough Crowd. Right after nine eleven, it was it was NBC. Oh. Yeah, and and it was Why? way too heavy for them, but it was great. It was the, it was the first time I ever saw DePaulo and Patrice. Those were the good old days, man. Nick and Patrice should have, in a perfect world, should have had a, uh, a sitcom together. I, the, the quick story, I'll clean it up because I know you can't say it, but you, you'll get the gist of it. Yeah. Patrice and Nick were really uh, tight. Are we on regular radio? No, what are we? Yeah, yeah, we're <laughs> <laughs> just don't no f bombs and no s bombs. Other than that, you're good. I I, yeah. I, I understand. Uh, I can't tell a story. No, I'm <laughs> no so so. Patrice had a physical uh, that day, right. and everyone knew at the table up there that Patrice had a physical. So he sits down right in front of uh, Nick, and that was kind of an all-star crew there. It was myself and Nick and, and the Patrice, and I, Colin was there, and I, I think Dave Chappelle even, and uh, Bobby or Rich Voss, you know. And when it was fun to just make fun of each other. So Nick, with that Boston accent, even if he's saying something caring, yeah. he sounds like he's stabbing you with a dagger. He goes to Patrice... How is your physical? 
<laughs> it should be nice. How was your physical? How was your physical? Uh, and Patrice goes, man, I got seven out of ten things that kill. And then he said the N word. <laughs> <laughs> Without missing a beat, Nick goes, is one of them a handgun? <laughs> Everybody, including Chappelle, just started. Well, Chappelle started leaning like towards the floor. He was laughing so hard. And uh, again, if the world were like that, everything would be great. Uh, last time Bobby was here, we were driving around. The two things that Bobby and Kelly and I like to do is we like to go shoot guns at the range and we like to eat. And we could do without the guns. Oh, that's great. And, and uh, his, his favorite movie that he wants to remake that I told him, I said, man, you and Artie, and you can find somebody. Uh, he wants to do the Dom DeLuise movie Fatso. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you right now, it doesn't matter. It doesn't, <laughs> you, I, it, it just having, I, I would think that would be great. And, and, oh, and, God, yeah. And yeah, if, I I could, if I could throw something else in there, I wanted to point out, um, I don't know, This is, I, don't, I hope this doesn't sound insulting. I watched uh, Beer League. I thought it was good. I've seen it like three times. Every time it comes on, I'll watch a couple minutes of it. Thank you. But your, your acting from crashing to Beer League, I mean, Beer League to crashing, it's like, I know you didn't, but it's like you took acting lessons. You're so much better on this show. Not that it was bad in, in Beer League, it's just a different kind of thing, but you're really into this show. Like, you're as good as the rest of the guys in the in the show. Well, Beer League is, is it's funny, it's in, in a weird, I'm not saying this as a cop-out, but in a weird way, it's almost like, and I learned this from Norm and Dirty Work, it's almost like, it's funnier if you're like a crappy comic doing this setups and everything, and that's, I, I tried to like uh, imitate, if you see me in Mad TV, which is pre-Beer League, right. I actually am a better actor in the sketches, but I'm almost trying to be like the setup guy for people like Dirt and the older guy, you know, Sam, uh, Sam to sell, yeah. and, uh, but not that I'm copping out here. I'm not Brando in either one, but, uh, <laughs> you know, it uh, it's, it wasn't like as hefty an acting job. This thing with Apatow, a lot of the humor, you know, he's like, okay, you really, really look at this kid, and you gotta tell him, look, you, maybe you shouldn't be a comedian, because offstage you're looking at, you know, the ghost of Christmas future, too, and, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, that might be a little bit of it, but either way, I'm not, um, yeah. I'm, not I'm not claiming I'm Viola Davis. <laughs> okay, uh, we were doing stuff because it was all black people at the Oscars on my podcast. I, we had a couple of jokes. They're terrible, offensive jokes, but uh, you could say them. We had, like, what with the black Oscars, like, uh, a category, best child support. And, and, and you say a name, and the guy doesn't show up. <laughs> and, uh, but the best one is, you know when someone's talking too long, like Viola Davis went real long, yeah. and I'm afraid, I guess, to be politically incorrect, uh, when they play music, instead they start reading them the rights. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Viola, the right to remain silent. <laughs> you can off. your agent with Jude Law. <laughs> the silliest stupid. You have, I mean, the thought of like the, the band leader saying you have the right to remain silent, I just... I, I laugh. <laughs> oh, that's great. Uh, this is Artie Lang. I enjoy hearing you. Uh, about with the Julius Irving Thalberg Award. Can I tell you? <laughs> I, I enjoy hearing you with uh, with Opie. I think you do a great job on there. Yeah, yeah. Now, listen, both Opie and Anthony. Yeah. I, I got to say this. I don't think they mind me saying this. In the last six months, Opie has asked me to be the new Anthony, and Anthony has asked me <laughs> to be the new Opie. And I've said I, I, I'll say no to either one, including the new Jim. <laughs> 
Yeah. <laughs> uh, but uh, we're all sort of doing, it's fun to have uh, work with those guys. They are so funny, you know. Uh, and, uh, From the world and you're you in. And guys like you and I, on Howard, you know, you're you're working there and it's the best thing ever because of the, the, the listeners and everything. But uh, to, to, to see how funny a guy like you are is and, and those guys, it's great to open up. You know? There was there was a time where, uh, where Opie and Anthony and Howard are, you know, feuding. Well, they just hated each other. Right, yeah. And Opie's, Opie and Anthony's fans are just, they're... Um, you don't want them on your. You don't want to be on their bad side. Yeah, absolutely not. And one time, there, I saw this video on YouTube where they were standing outside the XM building or the Sirius building, rather, and they were like harassing the employees as they walked. Like Fred walked in, and they also yell at him. And Artie gets out of his car, and they're like, "Artie, open in there!" And Artie looks at him with his mean face, and he goes. Oh, say hi to Jim Norton for me. And he waves at <laughs> <to> him. <laughs> the best thing about Artie, you couldn't flap him. He didn't care. He was like, yeah, whatever. Listen, it's like, you know what? The, it's, it's, it's those it's Stern fans without a job. Yeah. Right? It's the <laughs> at least Stern fans are getting up. Yeah. Or they have the decency to stay up all night. They get good coke. Uh, you know, they're successful. Did you win um, any money on the Super Bowl? Did you bet on the Super Bowl? I, uh, I, I, oh, oh, listen, <laughs> I, I, for the first time I won money on, uh, I was on Tom Brady, but I, well, listen, I always won with Eli. Yeah. And that was great. But I said, you know what? I'm going to jump on this Brady train. Who cares? He's touched by God. Yeah. This guy. It's like, it's like, uh, you know, him and Jeter were born around the same time in the same area of Michigan. Like, I think God, like, you know, uh, pleasured himself all over that area. In the, in the water, yeah. Right. I mean, what is going on? Uh, and um, I bet on, I bet the money line on the Pats. And it was like, you know, enough odds to where I put down... I put down twelve five and I got back fifteen thousand uh-huh. uh, dollars. I owed the bookie twenty one, so it was just, <laughs> <laughs> he just kept the six. But I you know, listen. I still won it. The idea of free money. I won. I I the the, the touching of God affected me. Yeah, I'm yeah. Great. You know what I mean, it's great. It's fantastic. It's fun to go to the dark side every once in a while. Like, you know, oh, it is. You want to hate Brady, but you can't. Yeah, it's fun to see, you know, uh, Belichick making out with his daughter and you won money. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, This is Artie Lang. If you haven't seen... Yeah, his show crashing on HBO with him and Pete Holmes. You got to watch it. They the uh, episodes available online on demand. You can go watch it last night if you missed it. Uh, what else? Are you still? Are you torn? I mean, it's, it's spring oh, training yeah. time. You should be down here checking out Yankee games. What's going on? I gotta tell you. Well, again, the Yankees. I I, I I can't relate to them. I love I love the seventies Yankees when the wives look like me and you know, uh, they want. To, I mean, now the guys who don't speak English with private jets have nothing in common. With them. <laughs> I told uh, I told Galman. I said I think I quit baseball. I'm yeah. a huge Yankee fan, but I think after Jeter left, I think I quit. Fan, I quit yeah. baseball. Yeah, exactly. Well, Jeter changed my life in so many ways. Like after Jeter, I was for interracial dating. <laughs> I'm, I'm introducing black. Guys to white chicks now. We're at a shortstop, uh, and uh, you know, I don't even know. Like everybody's name has a Z I A. CC Sabathia won't straighten his hat, uh, and his ass is enormous, <laughs> and he's going into rehab before the playoffs. I, I, mean, I don't even get it. I don't get what's going on. Yeah. Can you imagine Greg Nettles going into the, the AA rehab a day before the playoffs? Uh, I don't get it, man. It's a, it's it's a different. The world is so different. The athletes are just super beings, yeah. and I don't. Uh, relate to them, but I am torn. I still make my money. The, I already saw a bump in, mo- in money for uh, crashing. That's how great it is. Oh, you good know? For you. Uh, yeah, I'm doing theaters and in, in, in areas now where I couldn't before, and I'll be all over the place to make that initial money. <laughs> um, 
Uh, in Tampa. Oh, I always go down to Tampa, man. I, I, that'll be on the list. I went out to dinner with uh, Steve-O from Jackass last night. Yeah, he's he, unbelievable. He was great. But he was in town, and we, I got to tell you, we spent, it was like I was in high school again. We spent a majority of time trying to figure out what the uh, salaries were for Stern Show past and present employees. That was no, our yeah, dinner conversation. I said, well, uh, we got Artie as a point of reference because he talked about it in Rolling Stone. So we could start with Artie and work our way around there. That was yeah, an hour well, we'd, we were guessing. All right. Well, listen. Okay. I, 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 again, I'm honest about stuff like that. I'm like, who cares? Mm -hmm. Is someone going to kidnap the, the son I don't have? <laughs> uh, last year, because the, I shot the show, and, you know, show business is always up and down, I uh, I made $2.2 million oh, good because of the you. podcast and, and uh, is, is up a little money, and I toured like crazy, and I shot a, a sitcom, an HBO show. Uh, now, um, this year I'll probably make more. Now, here's where the drop office. All right. Casey Armstrong probably made no money. Right, right. <laughs> That's the, we I, were think I think everyone else is exactly $2.2 million left. <laughs> we were, here was our uh, sticking. We are trying to figure out where Benji came in. Well, Benji's still at the show. Right. And, uh, Howard, you know, treats everybody there great. So I think Benji uh, is making forty grand. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I said I bet Benji makes like a hundred grand. It's so terrible. I know. It's so terrible. I mean, this Marcy Turk broad that Howard pretended didn't exist for a while. I, I think she conned him. I think she's a con artist. She's a grifter. And my God, did she go back to her boss and say, "Listen, I hit the mother load. <laughs> I'm in Gary's office. Yeah, the, king of all media. And uh, you know, she just uh, emasculated everybody." Uh, Howard clearly has contempt for all those people because they're sycophants. I said, Gar, you're a sycophant, but you can't make people sick. That's what you have to say. <laughs> and, uh, and he doesn't respect that. He hates you more if you kiss his ass. Yeah. So I think people lost money, even though, like, Howard does something like this. He goes, all right, we're going to work three days a week instead of four. I'm going to take a hit. I'm from $100 million a year. I'm going down to 80, which means you've got to go from 40 to 30. <laughs> I mean, it's terrible. So I think uh, Benji is making no money. No oh money. God, that is. And it's really disgusting. Yeah, I, I was trying to explain. I said, look, I'm sure the guys that work with me are underpaid as well, but not like that. I mean, the, the, yeah. the, diff, the separation between the. I don't know. I couldn't live with the guilt. If I had that kind of money, even you even if I had that kind of money and, and Joey Boots needed an operation, I'd be like, give him 50 grand. Like, no I, kidding. Like, yeah. you're, 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 maybe it's the Italian in this. I don't know what it is. I mean, you know, this is really, the guilt would hit me too. Listen, if I, uh, when we went to Sirius, I would have given Fred a $30 million check. I said, here, Fred, thank you. Yeah, oh, thank all, you for, for all the years. Thank of... you for playing chickens underneath Salma Hayek. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's worth 30 mil. I mean, right. you know, the, the, Gary, thank you, Gary. For you know, doing everything you do under constant fire. Yeah. Uh, you know, your kids have been called Baba Booey in school. Here's fifty million dollars. Yeah. He's got a billion dollars, but he just hates he hates human beings. <laughs> so this woman, Marcy Turk, I, I figured out. You know, in The Godfather, Salazzo's named the Turk. Uh, yes. Yes. Oh my God! I did an hour of how much is Marcy Turk paying you to ruin comedy? <laughs> oh. How much is Marcy Turk paying you to make Scott the Engineer's office on the roof? <laughs> How much is uh, Marcy Turk paying you to make uh, Sal and Richard's kids have no winter coats? <laughs> this is the the woman that now runs the show right. behind yeah, the scenes. She's a yeah. red-haired broad who's like his version of Scientology, and she's involved in a book called Getting Things Done. Uh, she, she told Howard how to organize uh, his life. How did that conversation go? Listen, Howard, sit down. You're a billionaire, iconic winner. Uh, you are the only uh, celebrity ever who's divorced didn't get in the paper because I think you just wrote your wife a check. You're married.
gorgeous blonde. Let me tell you how to fix your life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 That's a good I mean, what happened? How did Ralph you know? make the cut? Huh? How did Ralph make the cut? I, I think Ralph clearly has pictures of Howard doing something. Yeah. I, I mean, Ralph is one of those disgustingly ugly, awful human beings. He looks like a, like he's like Rasputin, only without the powers. I mean, Ralph is a guy who essentially, uh, you know, we're buying the fact that he gets ten grand a week to tell Howard to belt match his shoes. <laughs> and, you know, Gary's all worried about him because he probably talks behind his back while belts are matching shoes. It's like, yep. listen, listen, Howard, I would wear, I would wear a V-neck with that, that with, with those slacks. And uh, Benji hates your wife. <laughs> oh. Howard, if I were you, I would uh, wear, if you're going to Con Letterman, I would, I would wear this scarf <laughs> with a nice little old cabby hat so you look like uh, Nick Cannon. And by the way, Gary doesn't like you at all. <laughs> I know. Well, that, don't you think we'd, we'd, I'd give him a, a code red if that was the case. Like that, they, something. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, this guy's at the port who could use $500. Let me tell you. Uh, <laughs> I, you know, if it were legal, I think everyone who worked for Howard, if they were full with truth serum, if it were legal, I'd have Ralph killed. I was, I, I ran into Ralph down here at, uh, we're at the Ruth Deckard Hall. Don Rickles was there, and Ralph was backstage with his mother. I don't know what, I guess she lives down here. Right. And, and I was with my father, and I looked at Ralph, and I go, you see that guy? He goes, yeah, my father has no idea. I go, if I beat him up right now, I'd be the coolest kid from Staten Island ever. I'd be the, I'd be the hero of Staten Island. Again, again, it's like I draw the line of places to like Ralph. Ralph loves his mom. I love his mom. She's clearly a wonderful woman. And I like that about her. You know, it's, it's like I, I, you hate talking about somebody because their mother might be listening. And I, yeah. I, I draw the line there. But without the mom up north, yeah. I mean, I give you the go-ahead. I give you the green light. <laughs> and this one's from Artie next time I see him. A little kick on the side. Oh, no, it's from everybody. Yeah, yeah. Uh, man, yeah. I, I already I love talking to you, dude. I, I really do. I'm so happy that things are going good for you. The show is genuinely a, a great show. Uh, I, how many episodes do you do? You're in the whole season, next season? What, what's the talk? I, uh, yeah, you know, uh, I've had almost as many drinking episodes <laughs> in my life. Cocaine <laughs> <laughs> episodes. No, we did uh, six, and I'm in uh, four of the six. Yeah. And I think, you know, it's Apatow. I think if it gets picked up, which, you know, they're, they think it will. I mean, it's the best critic. Uh, response I've ever had. It's know? hilarious. Yeah, you know, uh, again, for Dirty Work, my hometown paper said I was I had all the charm of a date rape. Oh! <laughs> and, and the norm actually, to cheer me up, said a date rapist has that way more charm. Than a that's, that's right. True, yeah. <laughs> I, get in there. Yeah, I think if I'm in the next season, I might be in every episode because the reaction with me is, like you say, it's it's just wonderful. There's nothing, not one bad thing about it. Judd yeah. is great and... Uh, uh, by the way, I pitched Fatso to Judd when he was on the show, too. Yeah, I, I told him, I said... I'm, not working. I'm pitching a character to Judd, the most liberal person on earth, Ashley Judd Appen. <laughs> <laughs> I, I said to him, I said, if, I said, I know you make movies, you make great movies, you know these guys. I said, Fatso, he's like, oh, yeah, I know that. I know the movie. I go, uh, Robert Kelly, Artie Lang, get, get it done. And he was like, wow, that's great. So I'm telling you. Yeah, two guys who have proven to be box office smashers. <laughs> <laughs> Who's writing a, who, what lunatic's writing a check for that one? Uh, you know what you need? You need like an Anthony, you need a black guy who makes money. You need Anthony Anderson and put a PH, Fatso with a PH. Yeah. <laughs> the black version. There you go. You're hilarious. Tyler dude. Perry. <laughs> Artie, uh, I, I, well, how do people find the podcast? iTunes and all that stuff? If you know a 10-year-old, just let them steal it. <laughs> That's what happens. 
the, the numbers on who steals it are the most depressing thing ever. That's hilarious. Uh, Artie Quitter, uh, one word, a Japanese... Right. I apologize. Uh, a Japanese porn site is Artie Lang, and they're doing great, by the way. Because uh, <laughs> when I think I porn... Twitter. It's one word, Artie and the word Quitter.com. ArtieQuitter.com. You can also yeah. find him on Twitter, at Artie Quitter. Artie, you're uh, always welcome on the show. I love you, man, and I'm glad things are going great. Crashing is a show on HBO. Watched on Sunday nights or on demand, and uh, hopefully we'll uh, we'll catch up soon. Mike, thanks. I'll let you know if I come down to Tampa, man. Uh, obviously, I will. And uh, thanks for having me on, brother. Any, anytime, man. Hopefully, we'll see you soon. Uh, you're a good man. Thank Th you. Thanks, Artie. There you go. The great Artie Lang. Hey, that guy is wonderful. He's great. He is. I'm so happy for him. He is one of those guys. You know, they talk about. What celebrities you want to have dinner with or hang yeah. out with? He is one because so many stories. Yeah, and he's not a uh, he's not obnoxious like he's not a uh, always an always on kind of guy. Right, but he's a guy that tells great stories and you know he's lived life and clearly is not afraid to tell you what's on his mind. Yeah, you know? made two point two million dollars last year. Huh? on top of the fortune he already has. Good for him, Artie. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive set of offers. 15178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe and Summit 4xe models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark.